Tea drinkers and listeners, this is Corey Calder with Staffelty Spilling the Tea. Today we have on Ryan Stein, principal of Greenwood Elementary School and author of the Lifeline 65. And no matter how your school is starting this fall, Principal Stein brings ideas and passion towards education to just remind us all that, hey, we can do it virtually in a hybrid model or eventually when we go face to face. There's the bell. Time for class. What's going on, Education Nation? This is Corey Calder with Staffordy Spilling the Tea. It is my great pleasure to have on Ryan Stein, principal of Greenwood Elementary. How's it going? Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for having me on the show. I just uh, have been listening to some of your previous podcasts, and I just, uh, you know, real honored to be a part of it. Well, I'm pumped to have you on, and, you know, this season – I don't have a lot of authors on it, but I definitely want to try to get a few on. So I appreciate you, you agreeing and even better, you know, you're a principal in our county. So that's, that's really remarkable that, you know, you have the book, you have the followers, you have the audience. Let's kind of talk about the Lifeline 65 real quick. Uh, how did you get the idea to write it? So when I first got to Greenwood Elementary School, um, you know, I, I wrote the number 65, uh, you know, on our on our Promethean board and just said, you know, if anybody can tell me what this number means, you got dinner, you know, for, for you, your husband, your boo, <laughs> your boo, whatever it is. And so throughout the whole week of my first, you know, principalship, um, you know, people were throwing out ideas as far as what that number might represent and, and, and nobody got it. And so on Friday, you know, we, we came down together and, you know, I shared my personal story about, uh, a teacher that that changed my life. And, you know, the quick story is that, you know, as a, as a youngster, I was that kid like 45 minutes before the bus came knocking on everyone's door, you know, trying to, you know, go to school early because I love, love school. And then, you know, when I went into fourth grade, things started changing dramatically for me as my home front changed. Uh, my parents went through, through a difficult divorce and, um, you know, there was a lot of things that were happening at home that I still to this day as an adult can see and feel and hear. And so as you can imagine, like many of our students, you know, my life at school changed, but, but nobody seemed to notice. Nobody seemed to ask like, who's this new kid? Who's this new uh, Ryan? And, um, and, I, and I'll, I'll always remember going into fifth grade that summer. Um, you know, my, my family uh, at back to school night, I was going in with my with my mom and my brother. And, you know, my dad came in with with his new you know girlfriend and explosions happened at the school. And and, you know, the teacher came over, Mr. DeCrosta, and kneeled down, looked me in my eye and said, I see you. And those words, I see you, is something that I say daily to our students, to our staff. And him saying those words, he got to know me um, the first week of school. Uh, you know, I was able to open up and share some of the things that were going on at home. And he was able to realize that the weekends were so tough for me because the weekends were the day that I went from one house to the next. And the Sundays were the kid exchange days. And, you know, whether it was at my parents' place. It got so bad there that we had to try public places and that didn't work. And so he realized that Mondays I needed to come into school early. And he invited me into school an hour before school started. And, 
you know, to he showed me this computer program, which was mind blowing at the time. It was Hyper Studio. You could drag like a box from one side to the other side and <laughs> like fill shapes. And, you know, it was crazy. But, um, you know, he realized that I was gone from school 65 hours and he wanted to connect, you know, before that 66 hour hit. And so with my staff, when I shared that personal story with them and said, guys, this number is going to represent everything that we are going to do at Greenwood. I want this place to be something that has kids, families, community members sprinting through the door because they are thriving academically, socially, emotionally. And we are going to see each one of these kids before that 66 hour hits. We have to high five them, hug them, love them, do something that shows that we are so excited there at school. And, um, and so each year, you know, I would share all these, you know, personal stories um, that kind of influenced, um, you know, this, this book. And I had a uh, financial secretary, uh, Jen Burdix, who um, would listen to these stories. And she was like, man, you got to put these together. And, uh, and so, you know, over, over one summer was able to kind of put some of these ideas together and, and, and through her help, uh, she was able to help me really bring these stories alive and, and share that the most important thing that we can do as educators is build these small connections with big enthusiasm. Authentic connection with a child can change the course of their life. Authentic connection with an adult can, can, can change their life. And, and so, you know, this, this book, um, it was therapeutic. It was... Uh, something that, you know, I poured my, you know, my heart and, and soul into it. And, and uh, you know, there's humor in it. There's definitely some, some moments where, you know, I, I, I cried writing in it. You know, it just was, um, it, it was something that was so passionate and, uh, and, and just was so, you know, lucky to kind of put it all together. Well, and what I loved about it too is, you know, I, it, it kind of like reading it this summer helped me kind of hit the reset switch on what I'm doing, you know, next year, you know, with, with this COVID pandemic, who knows how we're starting, but regardless, I can bring, as you say, the big enthusiasm next year. And whether that's meet with kids and families one-on-one on an iPad or I, you know, laptop, or if it's giving them phone calls to kids who might need it every so often, you know, bringing that big enthusiasm next year, no matter what it looks like needs to happen. No doubt. And because it, it is it's the small things we do. Right. It's the it's the way people make us feel that we remember forever. You know, we might not remember some of the lessons, but we, we will always remember how, you know, people make us feel. And, you know, hopefully this book inspires, you know, educators uh, to really do some of these small, smaller things and, you know, don't don't do all of them. You know, these are things, that <laughs> you know, that I've been able to do over the, you know, the last 15 years. Um, you know, so don't want to overwhelm anybody with, with, with throwing out all these different options and ideas. But, you know, by, by implementing, you know, one or two of them, you know, you can really start changing the culture of your whole school. Absolutely. Is there, is there one or two from there that you would recommend strongly for uh, let's, talk, let's just talk about a teacher, a teacher next year for them to use? I mean, for for, for me personally, I, I truly believe Mondays are 
a difficult day for a lot of our kids. And uh, it, it was for me. You know, sometimes, you know, we have a lot of different things that are going over on the weekends. And so Mondays, you got to bring it. Mondays, you got to turn the music up. Mondays, you know, I'm huge on how things, you know, see, sound, touch, smell. You know, are you spraying the room with, you know, if you're going to do a lesson about, you know, reading a, a book about being in the jungle, are you going to spray, you know, bug spray all over the place? So people come in and like, what, you know, what's going on or, you know, transforming your room on a Friday afternoon. So kids come in on a Monday and they walk in and see something credible. But, you know, for me on Mondays, you know, I would really look at, you know, what does it look like when they first come in? Do you, do you have a drum line outside? You know, do you have a piano in the middle of the hallway? Are you bringing back alumni to play an instrument um, just to have noise in the hallway as people are, are, are coming in? You know, we are so passionate about, you know, Mondays and making that first hour that kids get back magical. And, you know, we started something uh, called Passionate Clubs. And on Mondays, we have all different types of options for kids to participate when they first get to school whether it's a step team, a drum line, a, a running club, a Legos club, uh, you know, we have a dance team, you know, so when kids come to school, you know, they have choices and options of these, you know, opportunities to participate in something awesome before even school begins. And, and that was one of the biggest things when I first got to our school, you know, we looked at the discipline data and saw, man, Mondays are a tough day. Looked at attendance, Oh my goodness, Mondays are a tough day. And by implementing this huge enthusiasm, it's totally changed all of that. You know, we got kids that are coming in like with a 101 temperature, like go home. But, you know, they want to they wanna come to school because they want to be on the drum line. And, um, and so, you know, doing these, you know, fun choice activities to kick your week off gets kids excited. And when you got kids excited to come to school, you know, you can do some incredible things. Oh, I, I completely agree. And, and, you know, I think your passion is so contagious. Um, and I know you bring it, you brought it as a teacher and you're bringing it as a leader. And, you know, I saw on YouTube, I was doing my homework about you because I, for all the listeners, I like to do my homework about my guests. Um, and I saw that you won the Virginia Superstar Teacher in 2011. So the video is on YouTube for the listeners. But if you go and watch, um, you're like leading a pep rally in the, in the, cafetorium and you know um they give you this award from Vir from virginia lottery were you shocked did you have any idea that this was going to happen no they that was definitely a surprise and it was like the one of the only days that i you know wasn't dressed up to like i had a little scruff going on had a t-shirt and uh i had no idea you know, that that was going to happen and i just i've been so lucky to have been surrounded by incredible educators whether it's you know, people on my team, uh, whether it's, you know, principals that have influenced me to continue the path of becoming an administrator. You know, I, I've had incredible kids and parents. And, and matter of fact, uh, one of my students from uh, 2011, you know, I saw her yesterday. Uh, she was a, a lifeguard at a pool that I went to. And, you know, she was talking about, you know, that pep rally. And she was talking about the songs that we used to sing. And, um, and, and that year also, our class was featured on the Rachel Ray show, uh, you know, for, you know, some of the extraordinary, extraordinary things that we were doing. And, and so we were kind of recapping all those moments and, and it's awesome just seeing the youngsters that, 
you know, I was able to, you know, teach how successful they are now in real life and the things that they're doing and the majors that they're, you know, double majors and all the different things that they're doing in the real world. And to think that I had a small part of that is, is truly rewarding. Have, have you hired any of your former students or, or students that were in the school building when you were a teacher? Not yet. Okay. Not, not yet, but, uh, but I know that moment's coming and that's going to, that's going to be awesome. I, I had one of my, uh, she was my very first student. Um, you know, she emailed me this summer saying that she is now graduated and looking for a teaching position. And unfortunately I, I don't have an opening this year, but it was so awesome. And, and it, her mom was actually my room parent when I was in third grade and oh, cool. she, oh, and she's going to crush it and kill it. But, oh, I can't wait to start you know, getting some of my past students, you know, to come on into the class. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, it, it's funny. You know, I, I'm over at Verina, and so we're a tight-knit community. So I, I work with people who went to Verina, and they just talk about how much they loved it, and that's why they're back. So I'm sure former students would love to connect at some point. Oh, absolutely. So let's kind of go into, um, you know, teaching through the pandemic. Um, you know, I, we're recording this. Um, on July 10th. So we don't really know what next year is going to look like. There's a lot of models. There's a lot of things out there. But what do you think, regardless of how we start, what do teachers need to do to bring it at the start of next school year? It, I think one of the biggest things is they have to believe in themselves and know that what they're doing is making a big difference. And, you know, I keep posting that July right now is the most important month for educators because we don't know what the fall is going to look like. So now's the time to read books, you know, mm -hmm. listen, listen to these podcasts, create cohorts. And um, because, you know, we are not going to make excuses for anything less than being our absolute best in the fall. And so we got to find, you know, different ways to, you know, connect with our kids to get them excited to go on the virtual learning if that's what it's going to be and and to really educate not just our parents, but educate the daycares that might be looking out after our kids and, you know, leading PD with with them. But, you know, I as a as a building administrator was so proud of our teachers and what they were able to accomplish in the springtime. And, you know, there was a you know, you were supposed to teach, you know, I think, you know, 60 minutes for the youngsters, you know, 90 minutes for the other, for the older kids at the elementary level. And our teachers went so far beyond that. And we're doing, you know, late night book reads. And, you know, I had a, a teacher create a, a kinder uh, Amazon where the kids were making products and selling them. And, and, you know, as she was teaching them about coins and, uh, you know, I had a third grade teacher that was actually just featured in an article about, you know, her whole experience because her students were, I mean, thriving. And this all-in approach, we all got to be in this together, whether you're, you know, part-time, full-time, whether you're the PE teacher, art teacher. Um, I was so proud that everyone was fully on board um, teaching lessons. And, you know, that was one thing that I think was unique about our school was that our resource team held lessons you know, every single week, you know, we had our innovative learning coach doing Minecraft lessons and Lego lessons. We had, um, you know, our art teacher teaching, you know, all these different art lessons. And, you know, they, they she'd get 50 kids that would join. And, 
you know, I think the biggest thing that moving into this next year is we got to be flexible and we got to be passionate and we got to be disruptors. And that was one big thing we talked about in the springtime and more so now in the fall is that emailing kids a link or emailing parents a link might not be enough. We got to call them. We got to write them handwritten notes. You know, we got to call the parents at work and say, hey, I love the fact that Johnny was on, you know, the Zoom and killed it today, gave me a great answer. We got to make people feel good about this whole virtual experience. But I really think that we're going to have to we're really going to have to find different ways to excite kids, different ways to have some evening events. Um, and so I've been trying to you know, think of some of those and what that might look like for next year. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm one of the virtual coordinators for the online summer school this year. And you know, I'm right now brainstorming ideas before we kick off on Monday. Like, you know, if a kid comes to class two weeks in a row, they need a phone call home at the bare minimum. Like I need a positive praise phone call home from the teacher or from myself. You know what I mean? Like, cause I think these kids really, when something's so brand new, they need that positive reinforcement and nothing better than a call or an email. And then, you know, if, if you can do a virtual pep rally at some point, it, it, it's now's the time, as you said, July to do your homework and really look into doing what we can do and researching it now so that we can implement it in the fall. Absolutely. And, and, and I love it. And, and, you know, in some of the other, you know, things that they could do, you know, we, we did the virtual pep rally and our teachers were phenomenal. And, you know, we were able to get a ton of people on that and, you know, a virtual talent show where, you know, kids can send in videos, you, you put it all together, you, you send it out uh, a virtual cooking class, or if you do a, you know, Verona versus Greenwood trivia night. Let's, you know, let's bring it on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, you could do, you know, virtual boggle, bingo, um, you know, something that we're looking at doing because, you know, we're so passionate about our morning clubs. We don't want to lose that. And so how can we take some of our morning clubs to a virtual platform where a drumline might be difficult, but can we, can we start a debate team? Um, I think you could possibly do that virtually. You know, can you do, um, you know, other other virtual clubs? Can you host a, you know, a PTA casino night virtually and and do something really creative and fun with engaging families? Because we're going to have to change our mindset. And, and the biggest thing is, is we cannot make excuses because we're going to be disruptors and get after these kids because because we need it, you know, as a dad who's got a rising first grader and a kindergartner, um, I, I'm, you know, I'm just like some of these other parents, you know, where I have anxiety about what next year will look like. But I know that our teachers, if they come into this with the mindset that, listen, we are going to do the best we can and we're going to make this thing happen. And if they have that relentless attitude, then we're going to be on to something special. Oh, absolutely. And and I, I like where you're getting the idea of doing community stuff, you know, not just teacher student, but the PTA meeting online or the, you know, a quiz game or a boggle or, you know, any whatever you can do to make it engaging for the parents to make it feel like that, that love from your school, you know, we got to bring it. And even like one thing my, my wife was saying, who's not an educator was, you know, how, how do I do some of these programs? How do I use some of these apps or these programs. And that got me thinking, well, shoot, once a week, 
I'm going to host an appy hour for my parents and for daycares. <laughs> and, you know, six o'clock, you know, if you're going to have a beverage, it has to be in a, uh, you know, a thermos. I don't want to know what it is, but we're going to teach you how to use different apps and different programs because there has to be PD for some of the family members and the daycares because so many of these kids are going to daycares, but they need to be educated on how to use and how to support our babies while they're with them. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the little pun of the happy hour um, just to teach them what to do so that down the road when you do it, they're engaged, they're participating and they're having fun. Absolutely. So how is it? I mean, we kind of talked about some things about how, you know, you're going to try to be a leader Well, how you're going to be a leader during the pandemic, not just try, but you are, you know, other teacher leaders, other building leaders. What do you think they need to do? in the fall if we don't start 100% in the building? What do you think like they need to do to be that leader? Lead from the front. And, you know, you got to lead from the front and, and you can't ask anybody else on your team or you can't ask anybody in your building to do something that you're not willing to do. And, you know, perfect example of that was, you know, even before we went fully virtual in the springtime, you know, what I want to do is offer, you know, several opportunities uh, for parents and kids to join me for some virtual lessons. So I did some science lessons. I did a soccer class. I did a basketball, you know, all these things, because then I was able to present, you know, to to our staff. Hey, you know, if I can do it, I know you guys can do it. And I know you guys can do it way better than me because <laughs> you, you guys are the experts. And um, and so I think, you know. Going into it, especially for those teacher leaders, is, is leading from the front. And, and you got to be empowered to fail. You got to take risks with programs, with lessons, and, and know that some of them, they're going to go terrible. And, you know, even last year when, when I would teach like a writing lesson, you know, I, I had maybe a problem with the Internet and, and, or, you know, the lesson just did not go the way that I wanted it to go. And that's okay. Because, you know, we're going to fail, but we're going to learn from that. We're going to take risks. And it's very important for the leaders to model that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent. And, you know, trying to step out of your comfort zone and and try new things. If you make some mistakes, you just learn from it. You know, you learn from it. And you do it better next time. Absolutely. And and, and, and stay positive with it because words matter. And, and words are going to matter even more next year because no matter what the decision is for school, it's, it's going to suck. It, you know, whether it's, <laughs> whether it's a hybrid model where you get 10 kids, 20 kids, two kids, whatever it is, that's not the way. If, if it's full on, you know, that way is not going to, you know. So no matter what, there's going to be people that are going to be upset about the decision. So more so than ever, we got to stick together as school communities, as, as, as a family to know that what we're going to do is for our kids and, and we got to make a difference and, yeah. uh, and, and stay positive about it. And, and, and I really think that this year will really show us, um, you know, who, who's on straight base mode, you know, who, who is, you know, ready to go and who is in this, you know, for the right reasons. And, you know, because the right reasons are those babies, you know, they're going to be looking up to us and, you know, wanting to, you know, be with us, whether it's virtually, whether it's in person. Yeah, I'm with you. And like you said earlier, you know, you need that all in approach. You got to be flexible and, you know, you and your admin team lead from the front. Absolutely. Um, so 
I kind of want to get into this, you know, and no one had listened. If none of these listeners have been to your county website for Greenwood Elementary, they need to check it out at least for the videos that you all have. And, and the one that struck me the most, I mean, I, I loved them all, but you have a video on there, you know, all the way up and you got your teachers dancing, you got them coming together. I, I don't know when that video was, was released. I want you to touch on that, but, but I love like, you know, you had like a GoPro um, you're on the roof dancing. I mean, like what's the purpose behind those videos and like, how'd you get the idea? How do you get your teachers on board? It, when, when I first got to Greenwood, everybody kept telling me, Ryan, don't mess this up because this school is phenomenal. And, and they were spot on, you know, where I, I was so lucky to, you know, go to a school where you got teachers that are so all in for the kids. And, and you know, I think what I was able to do is really sell that vision, this 65 of making school this incredible Disney experience that we're going to build this school on a foundation of love and fun. And once we've done that, you know, people are up for some of these crazy ideas, you know, because if, if you were to ask one of, one of my kids, you know, at, at the school, you know, describe Mr. Stein, they say he's crazy, you know, because in crazy in a good way. And, and the good thing is, is that, you know, if you were to ask a student about the teachers, they'd say the exact same thing, that they are crazy and crazy about the kids. And so making some of these videos you know, what I really wanted to do is show our community that, shoot, we are all the way up. And education is a really cool place to be. And, you know, sometimes education, the profession doesn't get, you know, this, this glamorous look. And so what I wanted to do is use, you know, my coaching side of it, because I was a varsity basketball coach for 11 years. And what I wanted to do is use, you know, the coolness of some of the hype videos that we used to make for basketball. Mm -hmm. and, and let's show how cool our educators are because they are awesome people. You know, they are, you know, working Saturdays and Sundays. They're working on holidays during the summer. They do not shut it down. You know, they're going into stores and saying, oh, shoot, I know some of my babies are going to need this over here or, oh, oh, oh I'm going to take this over here so I can turn this into a, you know, a Frisbee, you know, make Frisbees or make putt-putt courses. And, you know, we can have some really cool STEAM activities. And, you know, teachers don't shut it down. So these videos, they're released right before we go to school. And I want our, our community to see that our school is hype and, and that we are excited to be there. We want to be there. And, and, and we love these kids. And that, I think, you know, that's one of the most important things for our community to know. Yeah. And it, well, they got me hyped, you know, just watching them. And I was cracking up the whole time and just like, man, this looks like a fun place to be, you know, with, with all the hype and all the teachers dancing and doing whatever, you know, they were doing, whether they were separated by content or not content, but grade level. Um, it was, they're cool videos. People got to check them out. Thank you. Because th that's got me thinking, man. What, what is the first day going to look like, you know, this upcoming year? Yeah. And, and, and that's, a, that's a big question that, you know, schools, teachers, they need to think about. Whether it's in person or virtual, that first day of school, it needs to be nuts. I mean, it needs to, you know, it's got to be to a whole nother level. And, you know, one of those videos that are on our website, it's called One. And, you know, we, we made a, a rap song on the, you know, that we released on the last day of school and, you know, my promise to our community is, 
hey, we're, we're going to have a field day or a, a pep rally day one. And, you know, whatever the, the guidelines are, if it's a pep rally online, we can do it. If I can only have 10 kids in the gym, well, we're going to have 30 pep rallies all day. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we're going to make this thing happen. And, um, and I think that's got to be the mindset is that, hey, we are going to make things happen because we cannot allow the fun and the excitement to take, get, get taken out of school. Because if kids got to be in rows of, you know, 10, you know, 10 desks in a row and six feet apart and they have to look the same way and, you know, they can't go to the lunchroom, they can't go to the gym. Well, you know what? We, the time that we do have them in the classroom, we need to set that on fire. Yeah. And, 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 and we have to teach with our hair on fire. And, and because if I don't get to see these babies for 48 hours, I mean, it's got to be a pep rally every day. And, you know, one thing that I was thinking about is, you know, when my family was going through that, you know, divorce situation and I was going from one house to the next each week, you know, I, you know, even talking about and thinking about, it, you know, families and, and, and my friends would say, man, it's got to be that's got to be tough, when you, you know, going going on Monday to, you know, the next house and the next house. And, you know, yes, it was tough, but I'll tell you what, being away for a week and then, you know, my first time seeing my dad after another week. I mean, every day was like Christmas, you know, because he wanted to spoil me with love, you know, because he only got to see me for seven days. So then when I flipped to my mom's house, shoot, she wanted to top him. Yeah, <laughs> we got to take that attitude to the classroom that we are going to, you know, teach these kids. And when we see them, we're going to hug and love them or a virtual hug, whatever that might be, an air high five. Heck, I'm going to hug these kids. <laughs> and, um, yeah. you know, I, you know, we're, we're, but if we have that mentality that, man. When we, when, if I get to be them with them on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm going to treat those days like it's the last day that I see them. And when when we got the announcement that school was going to be canceled last year, I made this video and I sent it to our community about, you know, at Greenwood, we had no regrets that school was canceled and cut short because we treated every single day as if it was the last day. You know, we go all out with these morning clubs. We got after school clubs. We got things we're doing on Saturdays and Sundays. You know, we, we are going all out. And if we take this all in approach that, hey, we don't know if we start with a hybrid model, if we start with all the kids in school, we don't know when we're going to get that call from, from cash money that, hey, uh, we're going fully virtual. So we need to treat every single day that it's the last day and, and go get you know, these kids and, um, you know, ha have fun and love, man. That's that's what it's about. So you got me so hyped up over here. I, I was I, about to say, I'm hyped over here. I might need to be on that virtual pep rally day one. You know, <laughs> our, we don't start till nine. So if, you, if it's at 730, I need the Zoom link or whatever you're using so I can get hyped for day one. Yeah, come come on in. You, you got to be hyped up. And, uh, you know, you got to turn the music up loud in the mornings. And, and the best part, you know, we had a, a recent interview uh, for our registrar position and, you know, our registrar, she uh, just retired and gosh, she was amazing in, in, in the county and impacted so many kids lives. And, you know, one of the questions that we asked is why Greenwood? And one of the candidates said, well, when I came to your school, you know, as a sub, you know, I got there and I'm pulling up to the school and, and walking in a little before seven o'clock and, you know, school starts at seven twenty. And as she's walking up to the school, 
she hears James Brown blasting outside, you know, through, <laughs> you know, through the speakers because, you know, it is such a hyped up environment. And then you come into the front office and you get love and hugs from our, you know, financial secretary that, you know, touches everybody's heart and soul as soon as you meet her. And you, you get that love and that feeling everywhere you go. And when everyone buys into that mission and that vision that, hey, we, we, we're going to touch these babies' soul. We're going to touch their heart. You know, you do that first before you start teaching them, you know, reading and math. And, you know, whenever we are hiring, you know, I want to hire good people. I can help you become a great, you know, math teacher or, you know, reading teacher, whatever it is. Or I got instructional coaches that can work with you. But, you know, I want good people. I want I want to be around good people. And um, because then you can do something special. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm inspired over here, man. That's, that's powerful. And, you know, you can always teach some skills that people might lack, but if they got the love for the kids in the community, you know, that's, that's the start of it right there. So what's, um, what are some, you know, podcasts or books or summer PD and PL that you're doing or you're recommending for others um, as they prepare for the next school year? Well, the top of the list is your show. You know, that's, uh, you know, the number one podcast right there, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I just, you know, have enjoyed really listening to, you know, some of the, the shows that you've had and, and the messages that, you know, you're, you're getting across. And, you know, my goal this summer in, in every summer is to read 10 books. And, you know, sometimes they're short, inspirational books, you know, whether it's, you know, relentless. Um, I mean, there, there's so many different books. And sometimes I reread books, you know, some of the Ron Clark stuff. Uh, but, you know, this summer I'm really trying to uh, grow in, in different areas and, you know, read books that can help me, especially with some of the, you know, racial discussions and things like that. So I can become better educated myself and be able to have some, you know, uncomfortable conversations and, and support my community the best way I can. Uh, so I'm definitely trying to, um, you know, go that route as far as, you know, becoming a better um, educator in, in that department. And actually something that I'm very excited about and uh, just released it a few days ago is, you know, being a part in, in, in leading a cohort that's, de uh, that's designated to uh, men of color that, you know, are considering going into administration at the elementary level. And, um, you know, when looking at the Richmond area and, you know, trying to figure out, you know, some of the the men leaders at the elementary level. You know, currently our county only has one principal. We have 46 schools and we have zero associate principals uh, that are men of color. And, and that's an issue. And, and, you know, some of the other counties right around us have zero, zero out of 15 in Hanover and, and some of these other counties. And so I'm really passionate about, you know, trying to find ways to, you know, get some of these middle school and high school folks that, maybe never considered elementary and possibly push them, you know, to, to making a huge impact with some of our youngsters. And um, so real excited about that. That's going to actually be launched uh, next week where we have three awesome speakers uh, that are going to, you know, light it up and, and, and hopefully inspire some men to consider elementary. Very, very cool. Wow. And yeah, that relentless book, I, um, I checked that one out. I actually went up and met principal Brewer um, on one of my days off as like part of my admin cohort to get some admin hours. And that place is rocking. That place is fire. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely recommend that one as well. And, 
you know, it's kind of coming to the end of the show right now. Are there any shout outs you want to give to your Greenwood community or, or anybody out there that, um, you know, need to shout out? Well, 100%. I mean, that, that, that might be 20 extra minutes, but, uh, you know, (laughs) I'll, I'll definitely go, you know, go fast on it, but, uh, you know, I, I can't say enough, you know, about our staff at, at, at our school. And, you know, honestly, it's been the four best years of my life uh, teaching and leading at Greenwood. You know, we have teachers that have made this uh, school so welcoming and inclusive for everyone. And, and it's not just the teachers. It's the, you know, custodial staff that makes the school look gorgeous. It's our nurse you know, being preventative and sending all this communication out about how to keep your baby safe so they can be at school. And, you know, I just feel lucky to be surrounded by amazing people. And, 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 and I love and appreciate all the different mentors that, you know, that I look up to daily. And, and that's outside of Greenwood and, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, principals and leaders from Henrico or, you know, other school districts or, you know, other people that even that you've had on your podcast, you know, I think now more so than ever, you know, we got to be willing uh, to listen and grow uh, because if we don't, if we go back in August doing what we did in May, I mean, we're going to fail. We got to do something different. We got to improve. We got to be hungry. And, um, and, and I'm so lucky and appreciative to be you know, surrounded by those type of folks within my building. So I think that would be my, my number one shout out is to the staff. And then number two, those kids, man, the kids are the reason why we do what we do. And, you know, those smiles, those hugs, that love, I can clearly remember and I can see it in my eyes right now. When, when we were told that was going to be the last day, that Friday, there were several kids that, that did not want to get on the bus. Oh, wow. And, and those kids, they wouldn't get on the bus. And, and we had teachers that were crying because they didn't know when the last time they were going to see those kids. Because I tell you what, those 65 hours are real. They were real for me. And now those 65 hours have been times by how many weeks have we been gone. And so that, that's 65 is real. And so that first day when we get to be with these kids, whether it's 10 kids, 20 kids, 200, 500, I swear to God, it's going to be the best freaking day. And, and everyone needs to have that attitude because they need us more now than ever. And uh, yeah, thanks. Oh, well, thank you. And, and that's, that's a great way to close out the episode. Um, I just want to give you a shout out for coming on spilling the tea and I, I really appreciate you know your passion for the kiddos out in Greenwood and everyone else you inspire to bring it every day so thank you so much hey I can't thank you enough and uh, look forward to you know hearing you know other other ones that you have going on you, you're on to something special and I just uh, you know very humbled and honored to uh, to be a guest so thank you three two one and there you have it our episode with Ryan Stein principal of Greenwood Elementary School and author of the Lifeline 65. Do yourself a favor and go follow Ryan Stein on Twitter because I guarantee you, as we start gearing up for the start of school, he will be putting out PD and PL that will be resources that you need as teachers and educators to be your absolute best for the fall. And as always, it's been real, it's been fun, and it has been real fun. 
Peace.